Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Friday, August 18, 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Tina Fey, John Stewart, James Corden, Killer Mike, Lionel Richie, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Britney Spears. I've had the pleasure of singing all over this great nation, but today I'm lending my voice to the 15 million kids in America struggling with hunger. Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left without enough food for a meal. But it doesn't have to be this way. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks helps to get food to families in need. Visit feedingamerica.org to learn how you can help. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I did the same things over and over, until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number one. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto fourteen. Stiletto like the high heel shoe. S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy seventy-eight degrees. So how is everyone doing on this Friday afternoon? What a week it has been. Woo! We had uh, that terrible uh, incident in Charlottesville last weekend where three people were killed, 34 people were injured. The uh, young lady, Heather Heyer, had died from this uh, 
not, uh, this terrorist by the name of James Phil, he was driving the car. Uh, also, two of the state troopers, they were killed that day trying to monitor the rally. Uh, Trump's fiery remarks on which he seemed to cast blame on the white supremacists and the demonstrators who marched against the, uh, the rallies during that time. The press conference that he held at Trump Towers, why it took him two days to respond to this incident. And when he came to New York here, uh, right here in New York City, protesters were outside of Trump Towers chanting, shame on you, New York hates you. Also, the resigning of several CEOs from the Council of Manufacturers, the taking down of all the Confederate symbols and statues, members of the uh, White House Presidential Arts Commission, including actor Carl Penn, they had resigned. Steve Bannon, we found out today, was fired as White House Chief Strategist. Uh, don't forget, uh, we have to send our condolences for all the people that were killed and injured in the terrorist attack in Barcelona, Spain. And we, I just found out about the stabbing in Finland. So it's been a crazy week here. Um, for those of you who are just, uh, I don't know what to say. You know, I thought that we were living here in the 21st century here it is, 2017, and we still got to deal with these issues that's been plaguing this country for years with these neo-Nazis, these white supremacists, the KKK. This has got to stop. This hate, these hate mongrels, they, and, and Donald Trump, you know, are, are we really surprised that it took him two days to respond because we all know, and I know people here in New York, we know the background on Donald Trump. We know that he is a racist. I mean, he so he does all this tough talk, and he's so quick to get on Twitter and talk about uh, uh, terrorist groups, the ISIS. Uh, he's so quick to talk about, get on Twitter to talk about that. But when it comes to terrorism here in our country by these neo-Nazis and white supremacists and KKK, he waits till two days to say it. And then on top of that, he's, the, the speech that he gave, I mean, he's talking about the conference that he gave. He, t- he talked about um you know, there was two sides to it. What about the alt-left and uh, talking about uh, these protesters that was carrying these, uh, that were armed, armed with, like, military gear, torches, calling them very fine people, and and then he wants to cast blame on both. It's just crazy. And then the former leader of the KKK David Duke praising Donald Trump instead of Donald Trump saying, "Listen, don't put me in that category. Do not praise. I'm, I don't want no parts of this." But he didn't say anything about that. So the country is at an uproar because here we got this man who's supposed to be the leader of the free world talking like this, spewing this, agreeing with this, praising these people. How could I mean, you know, Hillary Clinton, and you got to give it to Hillary Clinton, she was right. Remember, she had did her whole speech on how she said that Donald Trump, that all these 
alt-right people and the undercover neo-Nazi, they were going to come out in the woodwork if Donald Trump become president. He just, he carries on the same attitude that have these people in the shadows coming out of the woodwork, and that's what they did. And several people resigned, people of his own party are like looking at him like, Shaking their head, looking down, like I can't believe this. What this is coming out your mouth? Believe it, because here in New York, we know Donald Trump. We know his whole background. And for all the people who are listening from um, Europe and Asia, thank you again for listening and tuning in. But if you don't know the history of Donald Trump, Google it, because we know he, we here in America, especially here in New York City, we all we know too. F- well about his racist background. Um, his father was, uh, uh, there was uh, stories about his father being a part of the KKK back in the 80s. We, You know, Donald Trump was this big real estate developer. He had all these uh, apartment buildings and condos going up, and he refused to let people of color even be a tenant to any of these buildings. Also, uh, he if you guys haven't heard about the Central Park Five, uh, where five uh, young men of African American and Latino descent, he uh, there was a lady who was uh, a white woman that was uh, raped in Central Park, and they caught these young men. They were proven innocent by DNA, but Donald Trump just wasn't satisfied. He took out a full-page ad with his own money to say D-Boys need to get the death penalty, even after the fact that the DNA came out that they were innocent. They had no parts of that woman being raped. So he has a background of this. He has a known background to be a racist. And 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 you and he when he was running his campaign he was like oh I don't know David do I'm not a you you knew this all along that you know that that these hate groups were going to back you up because you spewing this hate about calling Mexicans rapists and 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 causing a travel ban on a, a, a group of people just because of their religion. So he's got a lot of backlash. People are like, we're ready for him to resign. People are like, I can't believe this. So, and people, and, and then you're surprised that uh, members of the the manufacturing committee is resigning, top-notch CEOs resigning. Uh, and, and then you're surprised. And then since this has been happening, a lot of people are, are are holding uh they they a lot of states are now taking an effort to actually tear down a lot of these confederate symbols and statues to say we can't be having this we don't want any reminder of this racist behavior uh any flag any symbol of hate has to be gone or just put away somewhere and it's just been a crazy week. 
crazy week. And a lot of celebrities have come out and voiced their views on the president, uh, one being Tina Fey. She has some solid advice for uh, frustrating Americans in her return to Saturday Night Live weekend update. Uh, she said last night that... Um, you know, weekend update. They just did. They're doing. They have came back to do their summer episode, their summer run, and she's she's there on the anchor dev shoving uh, her face with cake. She blasted President Trump for his comment about unite the right Charlottesville rally last weekend, and she implored good sane Americans not to take part in any of these additional rallies. Now, Faye, who joined host Colin Jost and Michael Shea, they recommend viewers opt not to attend any of these nine additional rally plans for this weekend. Instead, she urged people to go out and buy sheet cake so that they could support local businesses and have something to yell into when frustrated mounting and pillow just wasn't good enough. So she's saying, you know, just go out here. And she said, when you see a bunch of white boys dressed in polo shirts screaming that they're taking about taking their country back, it's not their country. They stole it. You know, you 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 don't. It's it's. We have to remember, if you're not a Native American of of this country, this is not. We all were immigrants, including white people in this country. So we got to. They got. That's another thing which I don't understand. I. A lot of these hate groups, they're very ignorant. They need to read their history. And you know what they need to start doing? They should make it mandatory for all schools here in the United States to learn not just American history, but black history as well. Because they don't, they used, they don't, they only give you a small portion of it. But they needed to make it a mandatory because not all schools teach it. Uh, if they do, they teach very little of it, so that we can educate everybody of every race what this country went through as far as slavery and as far as oppression. As far as as far as the real truth about the Civil War, about these, about the Confederate flag, about these soldiers, about the North and South, we really need to make it mandatory that this needs to be a history lesson that needs to be mandatory to all American children, because it's just ignorant and it's just hate, and Donald Trump just. It's just not surprising. Uh, but, you know, Tina Fey, not only she slammed um, Donald Trump, she also uh, threw some punches at House Speaker Paul Ryan for, you know, she, for, she's saying he, she drew flack, he drew flack for failing to call out Trump for call, for talking about this controversial controversial comments. Uh Jimmy Fallon, Seth Myers, they both also uh went on uh to host weekend update. They dropped in earlier uh to dress as George Washington and Thomas Jefferson because you know Donald Trump made this comment about, you know, since we're tearing down all these statues, he's saying, "Oh, what's next? We're going to tear down the statue of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. They were own, they own slaves and we're losing America." No. We're not. We're not losing. We never did lose America. But they always feel that they lose in the country. <laughs> Unbelievable. But um, 
you had if you didn't see make sure you look at it on the band because it was very funny also Keenan Thompson he made an appearance on the show yesterday uh he was uh, astrophysic Neil deGrasse Tyson uh because you know next Monday is the solar eclipse so but again, a lot of celebrities they had voiced their opinions on this. Uh John Stewart also gave Donald Trump a piece of his mind during Dave Chappelle extended Radio City Music Hall residency here in New York. Uh in a transcript from the New York Times, a writer's soap and deb, uh Stewart took aim at the president's comment on the white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, calling him a terrible person. He slammed Trump for saying both sides carry some blame in the event that unfolded over the weekend. He also said that while he was outraged by Donald Trump behavior after the event, which left one dead, he wasn't surprised. Stewart said that he had his own issue with Trump in the past, and he said reminding uh, readers of Entertainment Weekly of their 2013 Twitter feud he said at the time Trump used social media platform to question why Stewart opt to use a stage name rather than his given name. John Stewart's real name is Jonathan Liberowitz. Stewart called the tweet an old white supremacist trope. Uh, uh, supremacist uh, trope. I guess that's what he said. I think that's incorrect. But he said that Donald Trump was saying he was signaling to the underworld that Jews were among us. Uh, The speech Stewart initially referenced was delivered by Trump on Tuesday, and he claimed that many people in the crowd at the Unite the Right rally were there to innocently protest. He also said some of the neo-Nazis, the white supremacists, and the ultra-conservatives at the event were very fine people again. Um, again, James Corden, he honored the victims of uh, the Thursday attack. We're talking about terrorism because, again, we need to start labeling the KKK, the neo-Nazis, and these white supremacists. We need to start labeling them as terrorists because that's what they are. When you start driving a vehicle through a crowd of people, that's terrorism. You know, Donald Trump doesn't realize that we have terrorism right here on in our own backyard, and they don't have to be people of, like he called it, uh, the, the people of with color or Muslim, uh, people of Muslim religion. They they come in all shapes and form. But when it when it's these alt right people or the neo Nazi KKK doing this kind of thing, nobody's saying anything. So we need to start really label them. Just call them what they are. They are terrorists. They are terrorists. Um, the horrific terrorist attack in Barcelona, which uh, my uh, condolences go out to all the victims of that incident, uh, James Corden, he honored them yesterday. Uh, he stressed the importance of not allowing these attacks to be accepted as the norm. He began the show by sharing a solemn message in the aftermath of the attack, which had been claimed by ISIS and left at least 14 people dead. Now, the terrorist attack occurred when the driver of the rental van charged through a busy street in the Spanish city that was packed with pedestrians. Dozens of people were injured in addition to the death, and the harrowing act of terror was carried out hours after the explosion took place in a house roughly 60 miles away in an incident law enforcement officials said that it was related. 
Now, four people have been arrested in connection to the attack. Corden ended his powerful message Thursday evening by paying tribute to the victims. And fellow CBS late-night host Stephen Colbert, he shared a similar message on his program Thursday evening. Also, uh, speaking about all this anti-Confederate killer Mike, he put it this way, the resistance has a new uniform, and it's kind of sweet. Killer Mike released a line of anti-Confederate merchandise yesterday following, you know, the nationwide conversation about this white nationalism and neo-Nazis. The collection includes T-shirts, tank tops, hooded sweatshirts, and mugs, and each feature the same poignant graphic like a scoreboard reflecting the northern United States victory over the Confederacy. Uh, he did a video, he shared it along with some photos of the pro-union products, and he pleaded with Donald Trump to stop rooting for the team that was trying to break up the country that you're now in charge of leading. Now, the clip was posted on the musician's Instagram two days prior, along with the graphic now featured on the items he's selling. Killer Mike, who's 42, has shared many political charge messages denouncing racism, intolerance, and white supremacy in the wake of the Unite the Right rally. He shared a screen grab of of a post from Sean King honoring Heather Heyer, who was killed by James Alex Field Jr. at the rally. In his own caption, the Georgia native praised Heyer, who was only 32, as an ally who deserved to be mourned and celebrated as such. And Donald Trump is certainly uh, not Clay Aiken's American Idol, the singer and former congressional candidate 30, uh, who took to Twitter Tuesday night. He censored himself over his previous held belief that President Trump was not racist. His initial tweet, however, read this. He said, quote, remember all those times I defended Donald Trump and believed he was not actually racist? Well, I am effing dumb. I'm an effing dumb ass. Hashtag I'm sorry. A follow-up tweet posted just minutes later read, TBC, I always thought he would be a dumpster fire as a president, and I was right about that. I just didn't think he was racist. Hashtag wrong. In July, Atkins sat down with Raleigh, North Carolina, new publication, the new the News and Observer, and discussed similarities between Trump as the 45th president and as a host of The Celebrity Apprentice. Atkins has been a guest on the publication political podcast, Dumbcast. The singer has also said that while he opposed to many of Trump's political stances, he still respects the real estate and media mogul. And perhaps that opinion had been altered, however, following his Tuesday night venting session on social media. Now, Akin, he rose to fame during the second season of American Idol, placing second. Atkins earned a re- uh, recording contract by RCA Records. His album, Measured of a Man, went multi-platinum. The frequent talk show guest also placed second in the fifth season of Celebrity Apprentice, and in 2014 he announced his plan to run for Congress in North Carolina's second congressional district. Akin won the Democratic Party but lost the general election to Republican incumbent Renee Elmer. And according to the News and Observer, when Akin launched his congressional campaign in 2014, Trump was actually the second person he called. The first, his political idol, former North Carolina Governor Jim Hunt. Mm. 
Lionel Richie uh, said that he might not say hello at the Kennedy Center honor this year. The legendary singer said on the Today Show on Tuesday that he's going to just play it by ear. He said, quote, I must tell you I'm not really happy with what's going on right now with the controversies. They're weekly, daily, hourly, but I think I'm just going to wait it out for a minute and see where it's going to be by that time, unquote. Uh, All in the Family creator, Norman Lear, recently announced that while he accepted the Kennedy Center honor in December, he plans to skip the pre-ceremony reception at the White House, calling President Trump a thorough fool. Lear told the New York Times that Trump had chosen to neglect the arts and humanity totally, deliberately defunding them, and that doesn't rest, rest well with Norman Lear. Gloria Stefan, LL Cool J, and Lana Richard are all being are also being honored at the December third ceremony. And Mariah Carey, she believes that they're going to be a biopic made of her life, and she she she's saying that they should have a biopic on her. And Hollywood kind of agreed. She also thinks that she's the only person who can play herself and want to do so for the past 20 years of her life. According to Deadline, while it's not entirely a biopic, a fictional scripted drama series is in the work at Stars based on Carrie's experience. She is executive producing the project with longtime industry pal Brett Ratner. The series will be set in 1986 New York City, chronicling the rise of the ambitious biracial 16-year-old girl and aspiring singing songwriter who survived a difficult childhood to become the biggest-selling female music artist of all time. And speaking of Mariah and Lionel, they're getting ready to go on tour together. Uh, yeah, they're, going, they're teaming up together and doing a tour, uh, if not, probably early this fall. Spotify is uh, stopping the stream of hate. That's right. The world's largest streaming service said it has removed the number of white power artists that have been flagged as hate bands by the Southern Poverty Law Center in 2014. A Spotify spokesperson told Billboard in a statement that record companies and aggregators are at first hand responsible for the content they deliver, but that Spotify won't tolerate. They won't tolerate illegal content or material that favors hatred or incite violence against race, religion, sexuality, or the like. An article published by the Digital Music News this week revealed that at least 37 artists of the SPLC list had had music on Spotify. Now, Spotify isn't the only tech company taking a stand against hosting racial content. Earlier this year, GoDaddy and Google banned neo-Nazi website Daily Stormer from hosting its domain on their platform. In terms of free speech, Spotify and other streaming services faced a difficult task of selecting which artists to remove from their vast libraries. Spotify unveiled a new playlist on Wednesday titled Patriotic Passion, which features songs like America by Simon and Garfunkel and Express Yourself by N.W.A. Uh, Right now we have uh, 26 minutes uh, after the hour. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour, uh, actress Daisy Beats who was on the set of Deadpool 2. She's mourning the death of the young lady, the motorcycle driver who was killed while performing a stunt for the movie Deadpool 2. Her name was Joy Harris. She died on Monday while performing a motorcycle stunt. And uh, she's taking the loss very hard. And uh, we'll tell you more about it and how everybody on the staff... uh, 
came together to pay respect and send their condolences, including the show, the movie uh, star Ryan Reynolds. Also, Forbes has put out their highest-paid list, highest-paid actress list, and uh, it's interesting. But at the same time, we noticed that there's not one woman of color on this list. I'll tell you more about it. Uh, Tom Cruise got injured from doing his movie, filming his movie, the latest installment of Mission Impossible 6 over the weekend. Uh, I'll tell you what happened. And Aretha Franklin, she has plans for her retirement. I'll tell you what she's going to do. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
make your entrance Do you like getting paid or getting paid attention? You mix the wrong guys with the right intentions In the same bed, but it still feel long distance You're looking for a little more consistency But when you stop looking, you gon' find what's meant to be And honestly, I'm way too stuck with the hoes I cut off all my exes for your ex and O's I feel my old flames was just preparing me I want you stand back parakeet Fly your first class through the air, Airbnb I'm the best you had, you just be comparing me to me I'ma add this at you If I put you on my phone and upload it It'll get maximum views I came through in the clutch, wanna let stick the phone Boy, you made cologne just to get you alone The number one source for entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Calvin Harris featuring Pharrell Williams, Katy Perry, Big Sean, and Fields. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Friday edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC every uh, Wednesday afternoon from uh, 1 p.m. to 2 during the fall. I bring you the latest in entertainment news and uh, celebrity news, and every now and then I do a Friday show. So make sure you also catch us on uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Right now in the summer months, it's 2 p.m., and uh, in the fall, we go back at 1 p.m. Um, also, if you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you follow us here right here on BTR. Just click on the follow-up button on the show page. That way it will send you a reminder. Make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter at That's Entertain one That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertaining the Number 1. Follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. Follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs, And also like us on Facebook. Just go to www www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. Uh, before I went to the music break, I was uh, telling you about um, actress Zazie Beats. She is mourning the death of the motorcycle driver who was killed while performing a stunt for Deadpool 2. Joy Harris, she died on Monday while performing a motorcycle stunt for the upcoming superhero flick. She was she was said to be portraying Beat's character, Domino, and was not wearing a helmet when she lost control of her bike when, it, when she flew through a window. Now, Beats called Harris' death a tragic loss of one of their own. Beats wrote on Instagram, quote, uh, My heart has been breaking for the past two days, and I've been searching what to say or do. I know that what I feel is nothing compared to what her loved ones, family, and friends are feeling. My heart and my love goes out to her and them all, unquote. Ryan Reynolds, who played Deadpool, issued his own condolences earlier this week and led the crew in cast in a moment of silence on set 
before they resume filming this week. The cast and crew send Peach Hilling and the deepest condolences. Uh, Deadpool 2 was her first time performing stunts for a movie. Wow. And uh, a long rumor of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Wars standalone film is currently in the works, according to The Hollywood Reporter. It's unclear who would play Kenobi in the flick, but Oscar winner filmmaker Stephen Daldry has reported had several discussions about directing the film. The movie is uh, said to have not have a script at this time. Uh, the wise and virtuous Jedi warrior was first played by Alec, Alex Guinness in the very first Star Wars film, with the character serving as a mentor to a young Luke Skywalker. He appeared in the subsequent film in the original trilogy as a Force ghost after his demise at the hands of Death, uh, Darth Vader. The role of Kenobi was reprised by Ian McGregor in the prequel trilogy, in which he was a center character in all three movies. McGregor has said he, he'll he be interested in playing Kenobi again if a standalone film was ever greenlit, but admitted as of April that he hadn't been approached about it. Disney has placed an emphasis on creating a standalone film to complement a central trilogy ever since it purchased Lucasfilm in 2012. The first movie... Such movie, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, premiered last December, and a film centering on Han Solo is currently slated for a May 2018 release. Disney has not publicly commented on the Hollywood Reporter report. And uh, Emma Stone, she is Forbes' highest-paid actress this year, dethroning reigning cast champion Jennifer Lawrence. Now, Stone topped the annual list for the first time with $26 million. Much of the 28-year-old fortunes come from her La La Land payday, which was money well spent. The film ranked in $445 million worldwide and scored Stone a Best Actress Oscar for her role as Mia opposite Ryan Gosling. Former Friends star Jennifer Aniston snagged second place coming just short of Stone's $26 million with $25.2 million of her own. Though Aniston has continued the steadily booked acting gigs like this year, The Yellow Birds, much of her fortune comes from endorsement deals with brands like Emirates Airlines, Smart Water, and Aveeno. Meanwhile, Hollywood other favorite blonde Jennifer Lawrence slipped to third this year with $24 million, marking the first time since 2014. She hasn't, stopped, she hasn't topped the list. Now, Lawrence scored big this year thanks to her upfront fee for her upcoming Darren Aronofsky thriller, Mother, and the Russian spy thriller, Red Sparrow. Lawrence, who blew away the competition last year with a whopping $46 million, also has a contract with Dior. Melissa McCarthy and Mila Kunis round out the top five with $18 million and $15 million, respectively. Now, in a blow to Hollywood's recent uh, push for diversity, no woman of color appeared on the list. It's the latest example that non-white actors often go unrepresented in the film industry. A February 2016 study released by the University of Southern California revealed that only 28.3 of speaking roles in Hollywood goes to actors and actresses of a non-white background, despite those ethnic groups making up almost two-fifths of the United States population. This year's result highlight a problem that drew major attention at the 2015 and 2016 Academy Awards, where not a single star of color was nominated in any of the four major acting categories, including the hashtag OscarSoWhite controversy. 
and Tom Cruise's latest mission is recovering from a broken ankle. The injury that the actor sustained during an accident on the set of Mission Impossible 6 over the weekend. Paramount Pictures confirmed this on Wednesday. Uh, Production for the movie will be shut down until the 55-year-old star heals. The action flick is still slated to premiere on its original release date of July 27, 2018. Cruz suffered the injury on Sunday while he was filming an action sequence in London. Video obtained by TMZ show him jumping off of a platform with the intentions of landing on top of a building, but instead slamming into its side. The actor was seen limping badly after the crash, though the exact nature of the injury was unknown at the time. He was ultimately helped off the set by crew members. Cruz has long performed many of his own stunts, including the memorable hanging on the side of a plane during takeoff for the last Mission Impossible movie in 2015. Mission Impossible 6 also starred Rebecca Ferguson, Simon Pegg, and Superman actor Henry uh, Cavill. Aretha Franklin, who has already announced she's qu- quitting uh, touring for good la- later this year, hopes to open a nightclub in Detroit. That's right. She might even perform on occasion. The powerhouse vocalist told the Detroit Free Press, she told the newspaper, quote, that from time to time I would sing and, of course, I would have special artists come in to perform for the city. Franklin, who's 75, says she discussed opening the venue, which would appropriately be called Arisa's, for several years with a local broker. In February, Franklin, who was born in Memphis but grew in Detroit, revealed her plans to retire from touring by the end of 2017. Widely regarded as the Queen of Soul, Franklin remained one of the most in, uh illustrious musical artist in history with 17 top 10 singles and 41 studio albums to date. She's currently preparing to release another album, which she's working on with Clyde Davis and apparently Stevie Wonder. Franklin also had experienced a few health concerns in recent years and was forced to cancel a concert in Toronto in June due to doctor's orders after missing three for medical reasons last year. She has two shows currently scheduled in 2017 and uh, an August 26th concert in Philadelphia as well as one in Lake County, Illinois on September 3rd. She also set to play at the Toronto Jazz Festival in June of 2018 after missing it this year. Franklin says she's getting ready to move back to Detroit full-time. And Trey Song, he reached a plea deal of 18 months probation on Friday, stemming from a December concert in Detroit where he destroyed the stage and hurled objects into the crowd. The, 33, uh, the 32-year-old singer will also attend anger management classes and be ordered to drug test. Song, whose real name is Tremaine Nevison, had been charged with aggravated assault and assaulting a police officer. Both charges were dropped as part of the plea deal. A police uh, sergeant was punched after the singer became outraged that his performance had to be cut short. And before his meltdown, Trey Song alerted uh, the Joe Louis Arena that things would get ugly if they cut off his mic, and they did. The artist was also co-headlining the show with R&B star Chris Brown. He apologized to the city on Friday, saying that he loved Detroit and declaring that he had no intentions of causing the disturbance uh, that that evening. And uh, speaking of uh, uh, Chris Brown, he uh, opened up uh, for nearly nine years. He had was haunted by the violence 
incident which he punched then girlfriend Rihanna in the face during a heated exchange. The loyal singer is finally speaking candidly about the 2009 confrontation which took place in his car. In a new documentary film titled Chris Brown, Welcome to My Life, the 28-year-old recalled the assault which he had said left him feeling like a monster. According to Brown version of the event, the fight in question stemmed from a run with an ex-girlfriend during the Clyde Davis pre-Grammy party. Uh, he said that he remembered uh, that Rihanna tried to kick him, and he he she was kicking him hard, punching him, and then next thing he know, he punched her, busted her lip, and then he was shocked after he just realized what he had done. And she once her she started bleeding, she spit at him, and that's when all hell really broke loose. So he's speaking for the first time kindly about this fight, and it's not the only detailed count that fans have gotten. He all uh, Remember, Rihanna sat down with Oprah to share her side of the story in two, 2012, and during the emotional charge interview, she expressed sympathy for Chris, telling Oprah she believed Chris Brown hit her because he needed help, and that she told Oprah that the situation was embarrassing, and now he had to reach a plea deal in the assault case, and according to, uh, he agreed to, remember, he served five years probation, but at one time he uh, he violated his probation in 2014, and he was sentenced to one year in jail. So, and he only served like a, like 108 days. So he finally came, he felt the need to tell everyone the real deal, what happened. Uh, right now we have 15 minutes left remaining in the show. Wow, the hour flew by quick. I'm going to go ahead and take another break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day. So uh, don't you go anywhere. I'm 
it off and we know why I'm in love with myself, cold inside Too many shoes in your closet, both of my Sick of talking, the girls are here, both are try More women than I should have in a century Bitches on the side like a Kennedy Started to drain all my energy I love just a friend and an enemy uh, At the same time, and I can't lie Get too many girls for the way I write the baseline You got addicted to the seats on the baseline Let's see how you do with your back before fame lies After all the shit we've been through Roxy, I ain't about to guess this you And I know I'm talking shit, it ain't fair He's just a fancy way of saying I Remember care Remember I told you I need you the latest from Nick Jonas featuring Anne Marie and Mike Posner and remember I told you right now we only have about uh, wow we only got 11 minutes left remaining in the show and for the last remaining stories of the day rapper Mink Mills was arrested on reckless endangerment charges Thursday night accused of riding an illegal dirt bike and posting a clip of it on Instagram Mills, whose real name is Robert Redmick Williams, was busted at about 10.15 p.m. at the corner of 10th Avenue and Dykeman. An NYPD spokesman said Mills was seen on Instagram with no helmet popping wheelies in Edwood at, on Wednesday at about 8.23 p.m. Several of Mills' fam, fans on Instagram said he broadcast a live stream on Instagram after cops stopped him. The alleged post showing him on a dirt bike could not be found on his Instagram account late Thursday night. His lawyer, Joseph Takapina said he was he was being singled out because of his celebrity. And singer Robin Thicke and his 22-year-old girlfriend, April Love Geary, announced Thursday they were expecting their first child together. The pair, who are expecting a girl, according to TMZ, has been dating since 2015 and made their debut as a couple at the 2015 Cannes Film Festival. In the years since, the model and her singer beau haven't shielded away from flaunting their love on social media as they frequently post photos together on various locations. Thicke has a 7-year-old son, Julian, with ex-wife Paula Patton. He and Patton separated in 2014 after nine years of marriage and entered a continuous custody battle over Julian that ended in March. Their impending bundle of joy is due on the day Thicke's father, growing pain patriot, patriarch Alan Thicke, would have turned 70. He died in December. And music is coming back to music television. That's right. MTV announced Thursday that its popular franchise, MTV Unplugged, will return to the network this fall. The first episode is scheduled to air on September 8th and will feature Shawn Mendes, who currently occupies the number six spot on the Billboard Hot 100 with There's Nothing Holding Me Back. Mendes 19 told Variety that a 1992 clip of Pearl Jam performing on the show got him hooked on the idea of taking part in the reboot. MTV Unplugged debuted in 1989, showcasing stripped-down acoustic performances by artists like Mariah Carey, Lauryn Hill, Tony Bennett, Eric Clapton, and Nirvana. 
The late the later three artists received Grammy Awards for the live recording of their respective performances. The show aired less fre- frequently from 2000 to 2009 and was often billed as MTV Unplugged 2.0. The last live taping of the show took place in 2014 when Miley Cyrus debut song of off her album Bangers. Mendes is scheduled to perform at the MTV VMAs on August 27, where his song Treat You Better is nominated for Best Pop Video. An ABC search for American Idol judges remained disharmonious this week before filming begins. Uh, the network has not made progress towards signing deals in recent weeks with widely rumored judging targets like Charlie Puth, Lionel Richie, Luke Bryan, or Keith Urban. The divide appears to be significant on some fronts, too. Richie Camp, for example, is reported seeking $10 million to do the show, which is twice what ABC is offering. They need to act quickly, considering the first audition that will be filmed in front of the judges takes place in late September, about six weeks from now. Currently, Idol only has Katy Perry signed on to serve as a judge after giving her a whopping $25 million deal earlier this year, but months have since passed without a second judge being named. Producers are still discussing whether they'll bring three or four total judges aboard when all said and done, according to TMZ. That decision will ultimately come down to what fits in their budget. Fame producer Nile Rogers' name is now being floated as a possibility to fill a judging vacancy as well. The initial round of auditions for Idol, which, for which the star-studded panel of judges will not be used, begins Thursday in Orlando. Uh, remember, ABC won a bidding war for the rights to revive American Idol in early 2017, just one year after the show wrapped up its so-called farewell season on Fox. And you remember Fox aired the reality singing competition for 15 seasons and was interested in bringing the show back, but ultimately decided not to offer what ABC was willing to spend. And Ryan Seacrest has confirmed he will return to the show to host, as he has for every season so far. And Katy Perry says she's pushing back the start of her new tour because of unavoidable production delays. The pop star witnessed the tour Witness, the tour will now begin September 19th in Montreal. Perry said in a statement that major elements of her tour stage design could not be available for her to rehearse on until this week. Now, the tour was originally planned to kick off on September 7th in Columbus, Ohio. Tickets purchased for the original concert date will be honored at its new date. Refunds are also available at point of purchase. Perry said that she's sorry for any inconveniences this causes. The singer also announced that Carly Rae Jepsen, Noah Cyrus, and Purity Ring will open for her on the road. And the total eclipse is coming full circle. Bonnie Tyler, who seminal hit Totally Eclipse of the Heart, remained one of the biggest songs of all time and will perform the famous track during the actual total solar eclipse that will be visible in the United States on Monday. The Welsh vocalist, who's now 66, will sing the mega hit for passenger aboard the Royal Caribbean Total Eclipse cruise ship, which will be aligned to perfectly witness the moon crossing in front of the sun. Now, as you know, a solar eclipse doesn't happen that often. In fact, this is the first total solar eclipse that will be visible from coast to coast in America since June 8, 1918. It's the first total eclipse to be visible from anywhere on the United States mainland since 1979. 
a total solar eclipse occurred during the rare instances where Earth, the Moon, and the Sun lines up, completely blocking the view of the Sun to viewers at least somewhere on Earth. Tyler won't be able uh, won't be able to perform the full version of her song because it lasts nearly seven minutes in its original form. The eclipse is supposed to last two minutes and forty minutes, from what I was told. So unlike her song, she's going to have to chop it up because it's so long. Uh, the song that she released, Total Eclipse of of the Heart, uh, she released it in 1983. It was her only hit, her only number one hit. Uh, she will perform the hit on the cruise with pop group DNCE, which is fronted by Joe Jonas. And uh, a new shade of purple honoring his royal badness. May he rest in peace. We're talking about the late rock legend Prince. It has been created by the Pantone Color Institute in collaboration with the musician's estate. Pantone is considering it worldwide as the authority on color, naming and standardizing colors to make them easily reproducible. The Pantone Color Institute has also declared a color of the year since 2000, which features, which I should say fashion designers, florists, and other use to plan products hue for the upcoming year. Love symbol number two, inspired by Prince Purple custom-made Yamaha piano, will be the official consistent hue associated with Prince brand and estate. Pantone designated 1,867 colors in its most recent color guide out last year, which is available for design professionals to create their looks. This is in the first new shade out this year. Criola is holding a vote through August 31st to name a new shade of blue discovered in a lab accident. That's right. So, yeah, Pantone Color Institution, that's the uh, institution where all the fashion designers, every year they pick out a color, which they name as Pantone, and all the major designers, if if say, I think uh, last winter it was burgundy one year. Oh, this spring it was the, the blush rose color. So they designed their clothes and outfits around that Pantone color, for those who um, don't know. And um, I guess that's it. Um, this is it. We only got uh, almost... What is we have here? Two minutes left remaining in the show. Um, yeah, two minutes left remaining in the show. Wow, that hour went by quick. Again, if you are a registered listener here on BTR, make sure you sign up, register as a listener. It's free. That way you can listen to my show here on BTR as well as other shows here on the network. If you want to catch the show live, make sure you follow the follow-up button that's on the show page here on Blog Talk Radio, and that way it will send you a reminder. And, of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and also follow me on Instagram. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and I will talk to you next time. Take care.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.